Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey, this is Stephen A. Smith from No Mercy. Festivals, football, flannels. Some say fall is their favorite time of year. And this fall, there are now updated COVID-19 booster shots designed to help protect against COVID-19 variants. If you've had your primary series, schedule an updated COVID-19 booster shot appointment as soon as you're eligible. And don't forget to enjoy the foliage sponsored by Pfizer and BioNTech. It's your inside pass to everything Saints football. And the kick is good. We'll take you to places most fans never go. We'll watch from 60. To practice, to the sideline, to the locker room. Following every twist, turn, and touchdown of the 2022 season. That is going to be a touchdown. Taysom Hill. Taysom TD. Welcome to Inside Black and Gold. And that is going to be a touchdown again. And guess who? Mike Thomas. Now, here are your hosts, Steve Geller and Jeff Nowak. Oh, baby. Pain. Pain everywhere. The immortal words of Jameis Winston after week one. And they qualify every week. No more than week 13. In Tampa Bay. Yikes. This is Inside Black and Gold. My name is Jeff Nowak. We are here for a post-game therapy podcast. And I every week it feels like, man, it can't get worse than this. <laughs> on first take today with Steve Geller, who, you know, he's probably somewhere, you know, over the Gulf right now on the plane. I said, hey, you know, the the positive thing you can spin from a shutout at San Francisco is you can't do any worse as from an offensive perspective, than putting up zero points. Somehow they did. Somehow they they managed to do worse. And so yeah, so Bucks 17, Saints 16. The Saints led by 13 points. They led 16 to three with a little over three minutes to go. I mean, man, there were missed opportunities. Like if you managed to win that game the way that you won last year, right? Nine to nothing. You kind of look past the missed opportunities, but now knowing the result that we saw, man, Chris Olave has a ball bounce off his head. Oh, Jarvis Landry with the one-hander that really I don't think had to be a one-hander. I tweeted at the time, man, it would have been nice to see Jarvis go up with two hands and catch that ball. And someone said, well, it was too far to catch with two hands. And I was like, not really. You know, maybe. But he tried to catch it in stride with one hand. You know, if you commit to going to the ground, you can get two hands on it. It's tough. I mean, he probably makes that catch seven times out of ten with one hand. I've seen him make much more difficult one-handed catches. But it's like you look back like, man, if you just catch that with two hands, you're going for a touchdown. Chris Olave doesn't have a ball bounce off his head. That's three points. You can go back and do a lot of that. It's oh, just pain, pain, pain everywhere. Yeah. The season's over, guys. For, for the, from the perspective of, you know, mathematically eliminated – 
sure, you can talk about it all you want. The season's over. They're, I'm not going to talk about that anymore. I am not going to talk about, oh, well, what if the Bucks lose out and the Saints win four games? What in the world gives you an idea that the Saints are going to win four games, right? That's, there's no way. You have a bye week, and man, that's a long time to stew on that loss. And uh, here's what Dennis Allen said after the game. Well, actually, here's the, here's the soundboard bite that I'm going to keep. Yeah, it stings. It sucks. It does. He's right. It does suck. It does sting. I mean, like, my stomach hurts. That's how bad that was. I, I sat in this room and yelled at my television for a solid five minutes. And you knew, you knew, you know, it was excruciating to watch that final drive because you knew you could see it coming from a mile away. That got extended. You, you felt like you had a glimmer of hope on that holding call, but you're like, nah, they're getting in. They're getting in. They're getting in. They're just doing these five-yard five passes. Uh, and just, it's just a matter of whether they have enough time to work themselves all the way downfield. They went. They won that game with a timeout in their back pocket. It's just frustrating. I don't know. Uh, you know, my biggest question, where the hell did Alvin Kamara go? I mean, people are critical of Mark Ingram. I actually thought Mark Ingram had a solid game. He should not have been in the game when he went out short of the first down. He went out short of the first down because his knee was exploding. Right, like he shouldn't have been in that situation. Why was that not Alvin? Where was Alvin? Twelve carries for twenty-six yards. Who is that guy? He hasn't scored a touchdown since week eight. He has three on the year. All of them came in one game. This is your star. This is your king. Like, no, something's up with him. There's no way. There is no way. I don't know if if you know his court situation is affecting him mentally he hasn't talked to the media in months or in weeks so i couldn't possibly know what's going on inside of his head because we can't mine it we can't talk to him. a team captain and there's but there's something going on that's not alvin camara alvin camara is not averaging 2.2 yards a carry he ended up with more receiving yards no he didn't i thought he might have stolen some receiving yards there at the end when he inexplicably didn't pitch the ball on the on the play where you're trying to pitch the ball and try to make something crazy happen, he decided to get tackled with it. I don't know why. Uh, two catches for 11 yards. He touched the ball 14 times in this game for 37 total yards. That's your star. That is your star running back. That is the guy you would not trade at the trade deadline. I, I don't know, guys. I, I, I don't know. It's... Oh, it's brutal. It is brutal. And uh, yeah, so you're going up against Tom Brady. You have gotten the better of Tom Brady so many times at Raymond James Stadium at this point. You kind of felt like, oh man, it's just another episode of the same. And it was for 57 minutes of football. What happened? What happened? And, you know, both Andy Dalton and Dennis Allen, you know, had the same takeaway, which was, was pretty straightforward. Look. When, when you play Tom Brady, like, and you have a chance to put him away, you have to be able to put him away. And I felt like we missed some opportunities to put him away. Yeah, that's exactly what should have happened, right? Like, there's no reason you should have been on 16 points. The reason you lost this game is because you were on 16 points. And there was a point fourth and two down in the red zone late in the game where, you know, I had a few people tweet at me like, well, why are they kicking it on fourth and two? Why aren't they going for the kill shot? And at the time, I actually agreed with it because I didn't want to give Tom Brady any feeling of momentum. I wanted to continue to force him to suffer. But in reality, yeah, you should have gone for it because as you saw, being up 13 points was not a good thing. 
it did not work. <laughs> I, you probably should have forced them to start a drive deep in their territory and maybe you get the first down. Even if you don't, you force them to start back there. And so, yeah, in hindsight, it all makes sense. Um, at that point though, yeah, he done nothing all game and you kind of felt like, man, if they get a stop here, that's going to give them momentum. At least that's how I felt. So I was okay with it, but yeah, the analytically hundred percent, you should have gone for that. They didn't. I don't think that's what cost you the game, but it definitely didn't win you the game. And, and at the end of the day, being up 13, I would have rather been up 10 than 13. And I have a good reason for that, right? I don't ever want to be up six in the situation the Saints found themselves up six. I would rather be up three. And why? Because in the situation you were in, the Bucks probably kick a field goal and go to overtime, right? If you're up 10 instead of, instead of 13. When you're up six in that scenario... They have to score a touchdown. So you don't have a chance. I mean, you have a chance to stop them, but they're going on four downs the whole way. And so I think that actually makes it more difficult for you to win, being up 13 than being up 10 in that scenario. So there's really no reason you should have kicked it. And yeah, in hindsight, that's a mistake. And, you know, there's been a whole lot of mistakes this season. There have been plenty of mistakes this season. And while I still don't think Dennis Allen's getting fired midseason, man. This is the type of loss that really, 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 really makes you feel about putting all your cards down on the table and saying, you know what, let's call it, because that's gross. And so here's what Andy Dalton had to say after the game. And I think I think what he's saying here is actually really important. And it's something that, you know, while this season, the last four weeks, like I said, I am not going to give you the pitch of their mathematical chances to survive and get out of the division with a seven and 10 record or whatever. Um, but there is something that will be worth watching. And Andy teases it here. You know, we just got to stick together and there's four games left and this one hurts. It does. Um, we've got to make the most of it. You know, I think the buy comes, um, comes at a time where there's going to be a lot of reflection on us and what we can do better personally as a, each unit and, and as a team. And so, you know, that's just kind of where we're at. To me, what he's saying there is, is very important. And it, it's, it's all going to come down to, you know, the only way you're firing your head coach, it's not wins and losses in year one at least, is this team fractures. This locker room falls apart and there's a you know, players stop playing hard. People stop showing up. You know, you have performances like like this. This loss wasn't because guys didn't play hard, right? Like that, that's not what you can put this on. You know, it was it was a lack of execution on the offense. It was a poor decision making in certain instances. It was you know not putting your foot on Tom Brady's throat when you had a chance, and he did what he does as well as anybody, which is ruin your day. But over these last four games, if you're Mickey Loomis, if you're the front office. You know, you can basically put to bed any hope you had of, man, we could we could find a way to back into this division. It's over, guys. So not talking about that anymore. But you saw Alvin Kamara put out a performance today that, you know, anyone can walk out there and 26 yards on 12 carries. Kirk Merritt could put up 26 yards on 12 carries. Andy Dalton could sneak the ball 26 times. I'm sorry, could sneak the ball 12 times and put up 26 yards on 12 carries. That is atrocious. That that is not a star player in the NFL. So you're looking at that. You're looking at 
You're looking at guys like Demario. Are are they still leading at a level that you that you've grown to expect? You're looking at Cam, who I thought Cam had a great game. I think the defensive line just got gassed late in that game, and you could see it on that last drive. They just didn't get home. You know, you look at you look at guys on offense, right? You it, there's so many elements where you're like, is this team staying together? Because if they are, you can get through the end of the season. It sucks. It's awful. It stings. It's gross. I don't want to watch any more of the games. I'm going to because it's my job. Uh, it's just not fun. It is not fun. I hate this season about as much as I can hate a football season. And I have watched a whole lot of Giants games. So I think that should put into perspective just how much this sucks. <sighs> but that's where you have to find a way is if this team comes apart at the seams, you fire the coach. If they stick together, if they're still pushing, if they're still pulling in the same direction, then you then you stay the course. But, you know, the only thing saving Dennis Allen's job, in my opinion, is the state of affairs around this team and the fact that you don't have assets and you don't have a quarterback. And what coach are you putting in that situation? I can't think of one who would who would want to. You're going to go prospecting for guys who no one else wants. That's the only job you're going to – it's the only hire you're going to get. So, you know, that's where that's where I land with it. But, man, just I don't, I don't even know. I think this is just a the, – the annoying thing is I think the offense actually played pretty well independently of the missed opportunities. They moved the ball. They did what you – they didn't turn the ball over. You forced two turnovers. This should have been a win. This 100% should have been a win. And you should have gone into the bye feeling good about it. Come back out, play the Falcons, and instead you have this pit in your stomach like what in the hell is wrong with this group? And you, I mean, you have to go back to the top, right? And so it's brutal. You know, the the other question that I've had seen asked, and I'm sure is going to keep getting asked, will Dennis Allen finally go back to Jameis Winston? And I have said for several weeks now that I don't believe that Dennis Allen believes in Jameis Winston. I don't think Jameis Winston's going to be on this roster next year one way or the other. And here's what DA said after this game. Yeah, I, I don't think we go there right now. I mean, you know, we just lost a tough-ass game. And so, um, you know, I, I thought I thought Andy actually played pretty pretty well in this game. So Yeah, I mean, he's not, he's not wrong. I thought Andy Dalton actually did play reasonably well. I questioned the decision-making. On, on some of these plays, I questioned Mark Ingram going out a yard short of the sticks, but I have an even bigger question on why he was in the game at all after coming off the field clutching his knee, an injury that you know, you, you, you've seen him miss games with, so clearly it's not the first time he's had a knee issue, and you just threw him back in there in a, in a key moment, and he played like he had a busted knee. <laughs> I mean, you look at the stats in this game. Leonard Fournette, 10 carries, 49 yards. Eh. Rashad White, 9 carries, 28 yards. Tom Brady, 36 of 54. Threw the ball 54 times, 281 yards, two touchdowns and interception. Chris Godwin, 8 catches, 63 yards. Mike Evans, 4 catches, 59 yards. Rashad White, 6 catches, 41. I mean, Kate Otten, 6 catches, 28 yards. I mean, these they, they were just peppering short passes, right? They, they were doing everything that you wanted to force them to do. The Saints, on the other hand, for, you know, Rashid Shahid was the – was the team leader in yardage and catches, four catches, 75 yards. Olave, four catches, 65. Taysom Hill, two catches, 35 yards and a touchdown. Adam Troutman, I thought, had a good game. Two catches, 28 yards. Mark Ingram, five catches, 22 yards. Jarvis Landry, two catches and 14. Alvin Kamara, two catches and 11 yards. And 
this game went exactly how you wanted it to go. It went exactly how you wanted it to go. Andy Dalton, 20 or 28, 229 yards and a touchdown, 107.6 quarterback rating. You lost anyway. You found a way to lose. And, you know, my kind of biggest takeaway is the state of this team. This was a team that for the better part of two decades was on the other side of this result, right? They, they're they the team that did this to people. They're the team that left their opponents reeling saying, what in the hell just happened? Washington a few years back was a very similar game to this one where it was Drew Brees who you didn't want to give the ball back with two minutes to go at the 50-yard line because you knew what was going to happen. Now, now this is the Saints are the team that loses those games. The Saints are the team that dominates for 57 minutes and finds a way to lose. And that is a reflection on everything. That is a reflection of the coaching. It is a reflection of the decision-making. It is the, the reflection of the team leadership. It is a reflection of the roster build. And this team is broken. You're not fixing it this season. You're not fixing it by firing the head coach right now. As frustrating as that sounds. And here you are. You got a week off. That's the best thing I can say is that the Saints can't disappoint you next weekend. You know exactly what's going to happen because they're not playing. They're going to come back. And, you know, the, the, the most annoying part of all this is they probably are going to go three and one in their last four games because they're playing teams. They're playing two teams that don't need to win. And, you know, they're probably going to go to Philadelphia and win that game just to annoy you, just to make you angry and make you think, man, what if only, what if only they had beaten the Bucs? Because that's what this team does. <laughs> they're going to they're gonna win games just to ruin the, their second round draft pick because they don't have a first one. You know, they're going to win games and at least make the Eagles pickle slightly worse. But every every week to this point, I would have said they still have a chance. They're still in the race. They still can win the games out in front of them and get in. I will not say that to you anymore. I promise. Never again. All right. It's going to wrap it up for this really, really depressing rant session on Inside Black and Gold. We're going to come back with a quick mailbag. Thanks, everyone, for jumping in. There are currently over 100 comments in there, so I'm going to go to a quick break, highlight as many of the questions as I can physically answer and get to as many as possible. You know, I got to edit this and get it posted, so I can't do this all night, but I do appreciate all the interaction. Um, It sucks, guys. I get it. It's brutal. Um, all I can hope for is that like we can stay reasonably okay with like the non-toxicity of it all and say, hey, you know what? <laughs> you know who's real good? The Pelicans. Let's be Pelicans fans for the next few months because at least you got that. At least you got that. All right. My name is Jeff Nowak, WWL Digital Sports Producer. If you have not already subscribed, wherever you get your podcast, why the hell not? Hit the subscribe button. Give us a rating. Give us a review. I do appreciate it. All right. I'll be right back. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.